Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a hot stove edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and I'm joined, as always, by Paul Hoynes. Paul, good to hear from you. Uh, A lot to talk about this week, Uh, a lot of stuff going on, even though the Indians haven't played in in almost a month. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, uh, the GM meetings in uh, California are probably just wrapping up uh, today or tomorrow, Uh, so, you know, Chris Antonetti and, and Mike Chernoff have been out there trying to, uh, you know, see, uh, see which way the wind blows and uh, which, you know, record, uh, based on what trades, what moves they'll make. Um, you know, we've got, uh, you, know, um, you know, a lot of free agents, the Indians, what, have 11, 12 free agents out mm-hmm. there. Uh, you know, I found out a couple of days ago that it doesn't look like uh, they're going to be able to re-sign Michael Brantley. You know, he's received interest uh, from uh, Atlanta, uh, the White Sox, and uh, Philly, the, Philly, the Phillies are kind of in on him, and it doesn't look like he's going to be coming back to the Indians. I, and I would, I would, you know, Joe, unless something radical happens, I would say, you know, the same would probably go for Allen and, and Miller as well. I, I just don't see those guys coming back here. I think it's going to be too expensive, and it looks like, you know, despite their shaky seasons, uh, there's going to be a market for those guys. Yeah, it, it sort of feels like right now it's the, the same position the Indians were in last year where they were hopeful to be able to sign a, re-sign a bunch of their free agents, but it, the reality was that it was not likely going to happen, uh, and they probably knew that going in. I, I bet you Antonetti and, and Chernoff are, are pretty popular guys at those, uh, those GM meetings. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the guys around the league want to, um, you know, get next to him, uh, talk to him, uh, you know, discuss some of these options that are out there that we've heard rumors about, uh, particularly uh, starting rotation pieces and, and veteran guys that, that might be, you know, wide open. Uh, the names that we're hearing are ones that are shocking to a lot of uh, Indians fans. Corey Kluber, Carlos Carrasco, these are guys who are on contracts that are team friendly that uh, a lot of organizations might want to, you know, uh, try and add and the Indians could deal from uh, a, a, a position of strength, which is their, their, their starting rotation depth. Yeah. You know, it sounds surprising to me and it still sounds surprising. You know, would you, you know, they've, t- they took so long to put this rotation together. They really worked hard at it. They, you know, all of them are, are trades basically Bauer, Kluber, Carrasco, uh, Clevenger, uh, maybe the only guy that that's not is a, a Bieber. You know, mm-hmm. he was a draft pick. Um, but I think uh, you know they've they've come to the conclusion 
that, uh, you know, even though they've had like, you know, about close to 50 million bucks come off the uh, payroll, according to free agents, it's going to, you know, they're going to max that. They're going to equal that in, in raises, you know, guys get like Kluver, Carrasco, Bauer, getting raises in, in either through their contracts or through arbitration and Lindor as well. So right. they, they're going to have to make a move. What, they're going to have to make a calculated trade. I think that's what they're considering where they don't hurt the club. They can con- continue con- to contend and still, uh, you know, keep, you know, s- still uh, not get out over their skis with the payroll. It, it- does it make sense now, the more you think about it, to to maybe deal uh, from the top of that rotation and, and you know, cut loose a, a Kluber who's been so successful and so much a part of, of your success over the last couple of seasons uh, to try and sustain things beyond just this, this upcoming maybe two-year window uh, before you've got guys like Bauer and uh, Lindor, uh, you know, able to walk – uh, on arbitration, uh, you know, that sort of process coming to an end for them. I guess so, Joe. I mean, I, it still, it still stuns me that they'd uh, trade Kluber. I mean, what, you know, I, can you get equal value back? Can you get equal value back for a guy that has won two Cy Youngs in the last five years? That's probably going to fin- he'll finish in the top three this year has been, you know, in a top three finalist mm-hmm. for the last three years. You know, it's I. You know, I know he's he's thirty two, thirty three. I, I just wonder if he's more valuable to the Indians than he, than w- in what you could get back because you know you can't make like a Garrett Cole trade. You know, the when the Astros got Cole uh, from Pittsburgh last year, the, the Pirates were looking to rebuild and they got mostly you know uh, younger guys. I mean, except for you know like uh, Joe Musgrove. You know, uh, you know, pitch for him, pitch in the big leagues for him, and and a, a guy like Colin Moran who played uh, third base for him. But basically, they were looking at a, a rebuild. I think if, if the Indians are going to make a, uh, a trade, anybody, you know, Kluber, Bauer, Carrasco, you know, you've got to get major league pieces. You can't. I mean, you could get, you know, maybe maybe you get a, a one of the other team's top five prospects, but you've got to get at least. Two, two or three other guys that are going to help the big league club. And, right. And the, the Indians yeah. would have to get a, a starting out, a corner outfielder, uh, right, well, a major league corner outfielder, and a, a decent one at that. Plus, and you're going to probably have to get a starting pitcher to, to replace Clover. Right. You know, major league ready starting pitcher. So it's it's an interesting, uh, you know, it's going to be a fine line for these guys to walk. they they got to get this right if they're going to do it. And, and, and that's sort of the thing is – it's it's finding that trade partner and, and and finding a team that you know has what you need, and uh, I don't know if there's a, a, a team out there that, that that would fit the formula. Obviously, I'm you know not looking at uh, just the major league roster, but also looking at the the farm system and, and high prospects, and you know a guy who's maybe a year or two away. Uh, can <laughs> What do you think right now the Indians' chances are of opening the season with Kluber and Carrasco uh, in the starting rotation? You know, I, I think, I think, uh, I guess in my heart, I think it's it's still solid. It's still you know more better than you know sixty forty, but uh, just from you know from what I've heard and, and talking to people, I think they they're kind of they put themselves 
they, they, they see themselves in, in a situation where they've got to, they've got to move somebody. They've got to move either a pitcher or they've got to move some payroll in, in Incarnacion or, and Kipnis. And, and, you know, you're not going to, you're going to have to eat some salary. You know, they owe what they owe right. Incarnacion 21 million, they own Kipnis 14.7 million. So you're going to have to eat some of that. I, and I don't know, exactly what you're getting back there to help your club you're probably going to have to it's one bad contract for another bad contract now what you know does Incarnacion have value yeah you know the guy that hits 30 home runs for and 100 RBIs you know every year sure he has value but you know just exactly where does what kind of value do you get back where it helps you right and I don't I I think it's kind of weird to, to label Encarnacion as a bad contract. It's not a bad contract because of the, the player, the, the effort you're getting out of the player. It's, it's a bad contract because of the, the economic conditions or the situation that the franchise is in. The, the, just because the franchise can't afford the $20 million, $21 million yeah. for Encarnacion doesn't mean that that's a bad contract. $21 million for a guy who hits 30 home runs and drives in 100 runs every year for the last six, seven years – that's that's not an, an awful that's a going deal. rate. Yeah, it's if you're if you're a Chicago or a Houston or you know a, a, a situation that can afford that, then yeah, that's a that's not a bad deal. But I I just think it's weird. It's weird to hear it characterized as a bad contract. It's only a bad contract in Cleveland because yeah, we're right. you know Cleveland's the only place that that can't support. And that's you know another thing to get into is what's causing all this this need for creativity. You know, Antonetti and Chernoff talked about being creative and you're talking about, you know, going after these, these trades that are team, you know, that fit the team. What's causing this need. And it's, it's the, it's the attendance figures plus other factors, right? Yeah. I mean, they finished 21st in attendance. Uh, they've drawn just, they've topped 2 million in attendance once in the last 10 years. This is a team that's, you know, had a six, had has won for six straight seasons They've gone to the postseason four times in that stretch. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's that's just a, a matter of fact in, in Cleveland. I mean, they're just not drawn. And I, I don't I don't know if this is, you know, I think this is just a fact of life now. It's not that I think this is, you know, we've got really a, a, a good look at Cleveland as a baseball town. And it's and it's not it's not a pretty picture. And I don't know it's, if it's because, of, you know, so much has changed in the city, you know, um, and there's not, there's just not the population to support the team, but uh, and and then you've got that, you've got the twenty, you know, you you've got your, uh, you've got your, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, attendance sitting at twenty one, and you you've got a, like a payroll at fourteen or fifteen, so you know you're you're paying more than you're 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 bringing in, and you know that's not a good formula, and and you I think any ownership can only you know, support that for so long. So, but, you know, and, and they've done that for the last two years. They'll, they'll do it for the third year here. So, um, you know, they're going to be out, you know, they're going to be out over the skis. And, you know, it, and I know it sounds like an excuse uh, because, you know, obviously, you know, it, it seems like, uh, you know, attendance is not, doesn't, isn't the main, you know, there, there's other revenue you know, right. other revenue streams for a big league club, the TV, the radio contracts, the local uh, TV contracts, uh, media contracts. So, you know, they're getting money and, and you know, and, and they've kind of downplayed this, the, the importance of uh, attendance in, in the past. But, you know, so but now all of a sudden it's an issue. 
and, and it does sort of put more pressure on Antonetti and Chernoff to 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 make these these deals and these trades and sustain this sort of winning atmosphere in that creative sort of way as opposed to you know they they can't be the Yankees and go out and just write the check they they they've known that for years and they can't do it uh but they've been successful for the most part in in finding these sort of you know hidden gem trades and they're not necessarily hidden I mean Brad Hand was was a a a good trade you know on on its face so it was a move that they needed to make they but they dealt away their top prospect in the organization to, to to do it and I guess you know knowing when to pull the trigger on something like that is is why you know they sit in the chairs that they sit in yeah you know I mean and they had to do that they saw the writing on the wall they knew Miller and and and, and Cody Allen were you know were free agents and they weren't probably you know in all likelihood weren't resigning they didn't have the money to resign them or or probably they were just going to cut them loose. So they needed a, they needed yeah. a closer, and they didn't have one in the organization. And they're looking for guys who are controllable, and that's what Brad Hand right. gave. And Hand was signed at a pretty you know pretty good contract. Yeah, and that that's also what they're they've got to be looking at right now is is corner outfielders and, and bullpen guys who who have a year or two of either arbitration left or a contract that. that have gives the the Indians a little more flexibility like that. Yeah, and I, I would think you know that if they make a trade, those are the kind of guys you're going to target. You know, those are the kind of guys they they want to bring back. All right, well let's uh, let's let's talk about something a little more uplifting than uh, you know w- what the the economic crisis that uh, you know is is holding the Indians back from from uh, competing for for names out there. Uh, let's talk about award season, and that sort of really kicks off in earnest, uh, beginning uh, the end of this week uh, and, and in the next week. Uh, the Indians find themselves with two candidates for uh, Baseball Writer Association of America uh, voted on awards. Uh, Jose Ramirez, a finalist for the MVP. Corey Kluber, again, a finalist for the Cy Young in the American League. Uh, any surprises there? Did you expect uh, anybody else to be – uh, among the contenders for any of the awards, or is the fact that Ramirez made made it as a finalist for the MVP despite the the nosedive at the end of the year, is that uh, also a surprise to you? Yeah, I think uh, you know, you know, we we're, we're, we live with it every day, uh, Joe, you and me. So we see Ramirez struggling, you know, for the last uh, four, five, six weeks. Uh, but it seems like the the uh, the strength of his overall season really swayed the baseball writers. Uh, who voted for him as a finalist with uh, along with uh, Mookie Betts and and uh, Trout and uh, they and uh, he's they've gotten a lot of heat for for leaving uh, JD Martinez out of the top three a guy that you know went to to hear things about that really drove that Boston club but I think uh, the fact that he was pretty much a DH probably hurt him in the long run of as, as as far as finishing higher but uh but you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better offensive season from no. him uh if, yeah, if, so. J, if jd martinez can't be can't get a, a spot in the in the top three as a dh this season then how do you just how does a, a dh ever justify being in the top three in mvp voting that's i mean he absolutely did everything and and he sustained yeah. it throughout the season 
Right. And so I think in, in that regard, it is surprising that Martin, you know, uh, Jose Ramirez is in there. But it's also a compliment to, you know, how he's viewed from coast to coast from the baseball world. I mean, I know these guys, you know, the, the voters do their homework and uh, they but obviously, you know, they didn't put as much impact on 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 Ramirez's tailspin as we did at the end of the season. As if, I mean, it's less, as if you're as if you were covering them every day. I guess to say, right? And 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 it just wasn't the same if you're if you were looking at you know May and June and and even into July. It, that Jose Ramirez just wasn't the same guy. And and you know those of us who who saw him every day knew that. So like like you said, that's right. Uh, as for for Kluber, w- w- where do you rank his chances uh, of of you know, sort of sneaking in there and, and, and grabbing a, a third scion. Well, I think, you know, it, it seems like everybody is on the smell of bandwagon with Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, even though, you know, he didn't pitch uh, as many innings as, as Verlander and Kluber, you know, Kluber and, and Verlander had, you know, you know, two, 200 plus innings. Uh, Kluber, Kluber led, led all the baseball. With, yeah. yeah. 215 innings. Uh, you know, Verlander struck out 290. 90 guys led the American League in strikeouts, uh, made 34 starts. I think Kluber made 33 starts. And, uh, you know, Snell was was, was hurt, uh, didn't pitch as many innings, but still won 21 games, had the great ERA. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, he's probably the favorite to win that. Yeah, maybe Kluber gets in there. Uh, but, he, he, but Snell won 21 games, Kluber won 20. I think uh, Verlander won 16, 17. But wins don't count anymore, so no. it doesn't matter if Degrom is going to win the National League Cy Young with what? What did he win? Five games? No, I mean he may win, win maybe ten games. Yeah, but <laughs> well, got a sub two ERA. Come on, yeah. I, I mean yeah. that's uh, that's pretty good. Uh, all right, so you know the uh, the Silver Slugger awards, I believe, are, are uh, coming out. Uh, if not Thursday, then then sometime uh, in the next couple of days. Here, uh, got to believe that. Lindor would be a strong candidate shortstop in the American League, and if 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 this voting is any indication, Ramirez might be a candidate for third base uh, as well. Yeah, I think uh, you know they won. They both they went they won it last year. Uh, I think it, there's a good chance to go you know consecutive years with Silver Slugger awards. I mean, I know uh, uh, Simmons you know has beaten Lindor out in the defensive awards, uh, you know, for the Gold Glove and the uh, the Wilson uh, defensive, you know, awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Simmons is, uh, you know, and, well, how do you say his first name? Andrelton? And, and, Andrelton. Andrelton. Yeah, Andrelton. You, you know, he's a great defender. I, I wish we got to see him a little more. You know, I saw him a lot when he played for Atlanta. So, uh, uh, but uh, but if you look at the whole picture, you know, the, the overall picture, the offense, uh, offensively, especially Lindor, you know, has got to be the guy there, and right. and I would think uh, maybe Bregman beats out uh, beats out Ramirez at third base, but he's it, it's going to be really close. Yeah, that was that was the surprise was that uh, you know Ramirez making the the MVP finalist. Uh, he, if he, if it wasn't going to be Martinez, I was thinking Bregman might have snuck in there as yeah. well because so he had was, a great September with right. Houston. You know, he really played well. He he's a great player. He really is. All right. Uh, deadline's coming up uh, uh, soon. Uh, the, the Indians have to have their uh, 40-man roster set ahead of the Rule 5 draft. Um, you know, to any surprises or, or, you know, 
things to be on the lookout for, uh, guys that could be non-tendered or cut loose uh, anytime in the, in the next couple of well, weeks? You know, I think they've got, they've got some decisions to make. Is, uh, do they keep Danny Salazar, you know? I mean, uh, that's going to be interesting, uh, you know. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, you've, you've got to make a decision with him. Um, you know, I, there's a kid there pitching winter ball in, in the Dominican right now. I think it's David Martinez that I heard, uh, you know, that's been written and uh, uh, it's been speculated that he's going to make the 40 man, but uh, no one knows yet. But uh, there's always a couple surprises. They always, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, leave a couple guys off you expect would make it. And, uh, and and you know put some guys on you didn't expect it would make it some 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 younger guys that that they like and they don't want to lose. All right. Well, uh, as as we we head into next week, we'll uh, keep an eye on the awards and keep an eye on uh, the the free agent movement uh, where Michael Brantley might end up, and uh, you know we'll, uh, we'll keep people updated on that. Uh, Paul, good to talk to you again this week, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Yeah, Joe. I'm wondering where Brantley ends up. I don't know if I, I don't. I heard he doesn't want to switch leagues, and if and if oh. Phillies, Phillies and the uh, and Atlanta are the front runners, I wonder if, if there's an American League club that would take a chance on him. I mean, watch him. I, watch him. I, I would imagine he doesn't want to go to the White Sox. I was going to say, watch him go to the White Sox and, yeah. and just <laughs> torch the Indians for, yeah. and you know, and and sort of lead their uh, you know youth resurgence there. They've got a couple of young players that are pretty good, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I would not want to see Michael Brantley 19 times a year if, if I were the, the Cleveland Indians pitching staff. Uh, I, can't, I can't imagine at this point he wants to go through another rebuild I, I, in his career if he, can, if he can avoid it. Yeah, win now mode. Uh, Philly fits, Atlanta fits. And, yeah. And then, and of course, they can, they can both afford to take on uh, a $17 million, $18 million a year player. So we'll see. All right, Hoinsie, good to talk to you, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.